Welcome back to day two of Global Supply Chain Week here at FreightWaves. We're excited to have you. Today, I have Eric Rempel, the Chief Innovation Officer at Redwood Logistics, here to discuss automation across the supply chain as we enter 2022. Good afternoon, or good welcome. Thanks, Travis. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Appreciate you having me here. It's always great to have you, Eric. Um, I think, you know, over the past two years, looking at the fragmentation of the supply chain has been quite obvious. It's on the front of newspapers, magazines. It's something that, you know, kids were worried about their Christmas showing up. Um, and so I think kind of the, you know, our supply chain industry has kind of achieved a kind of a, um, a news friendly, almost like everyday word kind of status. Um, but we've also seen, you know, on top of this, this disruption, we've seen people, I think, for the first time, really, truly taking initiatives at adopting technology and looking at automation. And so, you know, we look at this, FreightWaves, obviously, we cover this pretty, pretty regularly. But why, why do you think now is the perfect time for companies to invest finally in automation across their supply chain? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's a really timely question. You know, with with everything that we're seeing right now, everyone's talking supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. But it's been this way for a long time. It's just the imbalance between supply and demand is is making everyone feel it. So there's obvious reasons of you know economic conditions right now, but there's also um, you know uh, you know tailwinds of, of more adoptable technology that's helping folks get stuff done. So you know we live in this hyper fragmented world of, of, you know, supply chain with so many different trading partners and, you know, carriers and warehousing partners and everything in between. And, you know, the choices and the combinations are, are, are basically limitless. But what we've also been seeing is the, you know, the introduction of new technologies in addition to, you know, some of the tried and true that have been around for, for quite some time, like TMS and WMS. And we're seeing those starting to converge. And so, you know, when companies have their legacy order management systems, which aren't going anywhere, whether they're modern, like, you know, an SAP or their legacy green screen, but they want to weave those in with, you know, more advanced, you know, TMS capabilities, WMS, you know, uh, demand planning, uh, fulfillment, looking at data simultaneously. And everyone's just kind of scratching their head, you know, how do we do that? And then, you know, from there, how do we do it in real time? And so now, you know, with everything going on in the market, plus the technology becoming available and the massive fragmentation between supply chain partners and technology choices, um, there has to be a better way. And, and, and that's really what we're focused on at Redwood is, is helping people, you know, find signals through the noise and, and find that better way to, to do this kind of stuff. So you see, you've mentioned automation and technology kind of synonymously. Before we get in talking about automation, what do you... What do you think the differences are that makes like how is automation separate from technology? What are what are things that you obviously you need technology for automation? But can you give us some examples of what automation would actually look like once implemented uh, effectively? Yeah, I, I, so you know, I, I think that when when everyone thinks automation, right, the first thing that comes to mind is like super either friendly or aggressive robots, right, taking over the earth. But in reality, if you think of, you know, the life cycle of, let's just go with, you know, a load, right, and transportation planning, right, you you have to procure, you have to look at rates, you have to look at, you know, capacity, you have to see which carriers have that availability and are willing to take it, tendering, tracking, you know, uh, freight payables and receivables, and obviously reporting on all of that. And so when you think of all of the steps that it takes to get something like that done, right, and we're not even talking about warehouse automation or anything else like that yet, you're really talking about um, a lot of uh, kind of um, micro pieces of workflow. And the more that we can automate those, the more that we can identify the appropriate carrier at the right rate and get the right tracking details so that we can predict when it's going to arrive and what it's going to cost and what it's going to do to everything upstream and downstream, there's a lot that can be automated there. 
Um, and there's a lot that can't, right? That still needs, you know, humans to, to, to help out. But the difference in, in my mind to your question on, on automation and technology is automation takes something that happens over and over and over again and does its best to find that 80-20 where, you know, it can automate 80% of the effort with, with 20% of the, of the, you know, input. Um, but then everything else is how do we use a combination of supplementing technologies and honestly rolling up sleeves and good old fashioned human hard work to, to get the rest of, of the process done to make our customers happy. That makes sense. So now that we've got a better kind of understanding of what I work and look at automation, how can automation help suppliers and retailers work better together? You know, this is the retail supply chain conference day today at Global Supply Chain Week. What have you seen or what do you think are the best practices for uh, suppliers and retailers to, get to work together? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think, you know, the easy answer is work with Reddit, right? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I, 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 think, I think before we get into the tech, I think a really important answer is, you know, as a, you know, retailer, right, you know your business, right? You know, you know where the material comes from, you know where it's sourced from, you know the challenges, you know what you do well, you know where you have challenges. And I think it's really important that you talk to your partner before you get into the, you know, even before the bits and bytes, you get into, you know, literally drawing a workflow diagram to understand how does your supply chain work and understanding it with your partner. Because only once you understand it can you look to circle the parts on it that are suboptimal and introduce automation. If you, you know, if you try and boil the ocean, right, you're going to, you know, be left with, you know, a, a pretty sad output. So, you know, in, in terms of a pragmatic answer to that question, it's look for low-hanging fruit consistently. And I know it's so generic and people don't like that answer, but it's a valuable answer because those little bits of automation that you introduce, let's say it's connecting, you know, real-time POC data with demand planning, right? Um, maybe it's looking at, you know, inbound supplies that, you know, where your product actually is and then trying to figure out, you know, what is getting delayed downstream and then sending notifications to, you know, perhaps put other things, you know, on special or, you know, maybe even look to, to take over different freight runs that, that your vendors are, are running right now. So, I think that those small items of low-hanging fruit add up to big wins, at which point you can start looking at bigger picture items, like which parts of this can we entirely put on autopilot? Which parts of this have the opportunity to have real-time connectivity between systems so that you know sensing and you know demand planning technology can begin to take over and workflow automation can, can really start to kick in? That makes sense. So if, if I'm one of these retailers that's watching today that's obviously been affected by what's happened whether it's the ports, inbound manufacturing, manufacturing, the distribution over the past few years. And I've decided to, okay, I'm going to invest a little bit more in technology. I've done that. Um, I understand the importance of automation. I'm, I'm ready to do that. But how do I go find the right partner to help me with my automation strategy? You know, I, I, again, you know, shameless plug. I, I would love the opportunity for our team to do that and do the listening that that I was just talking about. But, um, you know, I, I think when, when, you need something for your business, you generally have a good idea of what type of technology you need, right? So if, you, if you're looking for, you know, demand software, if you're looking for point of sale software, if you're looking for, you know, uh, you know, large container automation software, right? Like a lot of organizations will go to Gartner or Forrester and they'll look in, in, in those studies and they'll find, you know, what's going on in the top right quadrant or depending on what they need, you know, perhaps elsewhere and really look and say, wow, that, that, those features would help me out. 
But a lot of those features aren't valuable without real-time connectivity between the other parts of the supply chain ecosystem. So, you know, what what we like to to tell our customers and the way we look at it is your physical supply chain and and what you're trying to build and operate on a day-to-day basis, the tangible, um, you know, it needs a digital supply chain running underneath it, right? What connects the data in real-time between systems that speak different languages, that have different data models, that do different things, so that that can get automated, um, you know, when you're trying to introduce, um, you know, this this type of tech that can actually make a difference. So the neat thing is a lot of those technology choices out there, they have incredible automation tech, right? Most great TMSs have, you know, um, you know multi-stop uh, consolidation software or parcel to LTL or zone skipping capabilities and ways to, to find ways to, to not only save money, but to get stuff there, uh, you know, a bit faster, right? And in... And, 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 and the thing that folks need to really think about is, can I get the most out of that investment if it's not connected to the rest of my enterprise and if it's not connected to my trading partners? And if I can't then get all of that data streamed to a data warehouse so my analysts can actually take a look at what was and begin measuring so that not only do I um, you know, want to take a journey forward to make things better, but I can start by looking at the past by measuring with data and you know, um, you know, winning with data by thinking about what do the numbers tell me in terms of what I'm measuring now and what do I need to change so that I can make it the most impact for the least amount of effort. Okay. We, we've spoken earlier about Redwood. You brought up Redwood. I'll, I'll talk about Redwood for a minute. Um, about being a collaborative pr- platform, right? And like, it's a platform that is not just for Redwood. It's a, you know, kind of connected platform. So kind of a two-layer question here is first, how, how does that platform work, you know, for, for your customers and for people that are using Redwood Connect? And then for the people watching this uh, this this filming today or this this uh, the live event today, what's the best approach to interview integrating, whether it's Redwood Connect um, into their into their plat into their platform or their supply chain or something like that across their systems. So, kind of give us maybe you know the example that we can use like a real real world use case of how you guys are doing it um, and how that works, and then what the best practices are for them to do in the future. Yeah, so I'll I'll define some you know hopefully simple ways of thinking about what we do, and then we'll talk about our open our open ecosystem. So Redwood Connect is our is our foundation for connectivity, right? You can think of it as a generic green Lego board where you stack pieces on top of it and all those Lego pieces can just talk to each other, whether it's, you know, legacy systems, you know, new cloud-based solutions, you know, SaaS software, uh, carrier EDI, trading partners, anything in between. So Connect is a drag and drop way for, you know, Redwood and our customers to get connectivity in the easiest way possible in a scalable, secure way to real-time, you know, uh, data moving between systems that, you know, everything is handled and you can focus on your supply chain. From there, right, the layer on top of that is is really what we at Red would call LPAS, which is uh, an open menu of, of logistics and technology choices. Um, and when we say open, we really mean it, right? So, um, you know, Redwood has a, a top 12 uh, brokerage in, in, in North America where we move a ton of freight for our customers, both through, you know, email and picking up the phone the way you consider a brokerage, but also like our digital, you know, peers that are doing it all API led with real time connectivity. And you can book and, you know, uh, execute on that load without uh, a human being involved at all. Um, from there, we have managed capabilities. But then from there, we look at, you know, if we're managing your freight or moving your freight uh, or even warehousing, right, with whom do you want to work? Redwood can do a lot of it, but we can't do all of it. And, you know, so we consider ourselves to have a very open logistics ecosystem on top of that menu. 
Um, similarly, when it comes to technology and anything connected through Redwood Connect, we have a professional services group that you know does what we were talking about earlier, which is identifies current state, looks at future state, uh, leverages Connect to build real-time API pipelines, and then connects you to an open uh, ecosystem of technology choices. Um, so that means that any TMS, any homegrown system, any warehouse partner, any order management system, any demand planning software, any retail technology, um, you know, we connect all of it for our customers because while every single shipper is unique and, and they're different, um, what we've discovered is the patterns to optimize and integrate and orchestrate uh, that workflow, that automation um, are the same. So when we say open, we really mean it. We'll bring any technology partner, any logistics partner, even our competitors, we do it all the time, into a solution that right-sizes our customers. Um, and Redwood Connect is really that, that foundational Lego board, right? That green back piece um, that lets anyone plug and play what they want because we've invested a lot over the last seven years on, you know, quite frankly, making plumbing sexy, right? Making that back end have a front end so that you can manage your connectivity. You can see what's going through the pipes and you can get a ton more value out of your existing systems and any new investments you want to make in technology. Awesome. That's an amazing metaphor. The the green Lego foundational board. My son has those. I see those all the time. And honestly, that helps me get a better understanding is that, you know, you guys can help build and componentize all the pieces that are out there by providing the platform. So I, I really appreciate that for me personally, but I think for the audience that that's been very helpful as well. Um, so kind of last question, we'll kind of ask, ask in two parts. I'm going to ask you to put on your, look at your, your crystal ball here. When you see what you look at the past, and if you're knowing what you knew then, right? Uh, we've seen major disruption. We've seen some things that we never thought would happen. Um, so now let's talk about, let's ask you where we'll be in two years. So leveraging, you know, kind of whether it's been this, this critical mass that's hit the ports, the congestion, the disruption. I've seen myself like a lot. I almost feel like there's fewer things on the shelves now than there were at Christmas time in a lot, in a lot of areas. What do you think automation will actually change or help? Where do you see it'll be most adopted over the next, like, say, two to three years? And then if you can, like, put your head, your bets on the future, maybe 10 years out, what do you think some of the macro level changes that will have really truly been able to achieve through automation will be seen across the supply chain? So I can't wait to look at this in two years and 10 years and see how wrong I was um, and, and just look like a total fool. But uh, let's do it. Um, you know, I think in the in the two year space, um, what's probably needed the most, if you look at the challenge at the ports or even the new, you know, bill of lading rules in Mexico or, you know, anything that's going on is more automation of the mundane, right? You need manual efforts to go away. And there's a lot of advancements going on between, um, you know, simple stuff like purely just moving the right data between systems to automate that, to reduce congestion and, you know, get the right folks in the right place at the right time with the right paperwork already there and ready to go. Um, that could be a bit more advanced with things like, you know, uh, you know, natural language processing and, you know, getting value out of emails that, um, you know, you, you can get the answer there in an automated fashion without a person in the middle, right? But there's still a good amount of work to be done there with, you know, with that type of technology. But I really think it's, it's getting heavy bottlenecks that are, you know, quote unquote, just the way things are in our industry moved. But because of the massive amount of fragmentation, you know, we have so many folks coming in looking to disrupt our, our industry and, and their, their valiant efforts are being made. But it's just so wide and big and getting adoption from all of these players, whether big or small. You know, everyone loves to talk about the anecdote that, you know, 90 percent of carriers have six or less trucks. You know, those are being managed with Microsoft Excel or paper. Um, you know, how do we get more efficiency there? 
that's that's an uphill battle in our world that's going to change, but it's changing slowly, even with the pressure we're seeing right now. Um, you know, there's only much, so much someone can do um, when, you know, they're, they're trying to operate, you know, assets, right? Um, I, I think that that, though, is, or the good part about all of this is supply chain is in the lexicon, right? Like people understand what's going on now, or if they don't understand it, they at least, you know, respect that it's a challenge and it needs focus and it needs attention. But, you know, our challenge in our industry is uniformity and adoption, right? Someone can come up with a solution, but you need this massively fragmented space to take it up. So that is going to be happening for the next several years and more automation being introduced to alleviate that. But, you know, I don't, I don't see a hockey stick change overnight where all of a sudden we go from manual to, you know, to, to robots moving paper. I, I see, um, you know, a, a more methodical adoption that's just going to take some time. Um, if we flip to the 10 years and now go to where, um, ironically, I think I'll probably be less wrong. But again, if we can find this link in 10 years, I'll, I'll laugh at it too. Um, I see a future world, especially living in the world of connectivity and, and automation, where there's just an underlying mesh fabric that everyone can participate in, right? And I don't want to go into things like blockchain and smart contracts because that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm really talking about is it's easy to publish your business capabilities via an API uh, to a, a, a network, right? And that network uh, has the ability for you, similarly to what we're doing now at Redwood, and this is where we're marching towards, to have an underlying fabric that anyone can participate in and interop with others. So, you know, everyone has their different technology. The fragmentation's not going away, but you can join up to a more open network, right? Think EDI and API and standards with intelligence and automation built in between parties where you can just plug in a little bit and, you know, a lot of the 80-20 will be handled. Um, I don't see people going away. I don't see, uh, I see a ton of automation, right? But I see people being more valuable, solving harder problems, uh, not dealing with the mundane um, that we're doing today, right? It's a bit more purposeful driven work uh, in the next 10 years, which quite frankly, really excites me. And I, I think would excite anyone who's, you know, shoving paper or dealing with Excel every single day. Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you, Eric. Pleasure as always. Very insightful. I'm going to take that Lego metaphor with me for a while. So um, appreciate that. Probably help a lot of people understand what, what we can do with technology today. Um, it's not maybe as easy as putting Legos together, but I think from a conceptual perspective and be able to architect what you want, it, it is. Um, so really appreciate you guys joining day two here, uh, the retail focus day at Global Supply Chain Week. We're going to send it back to the studio and really appreciate your time and look forward to giving you guys more awesome content. And thanks again, Eric. Thanks, Travis. This is a lot of fun.